Thank you. It um I was laughing this morning in the shower <laughs> because I was thinking of when I asked Adam when I was probably 16 if I could speak to the junior high and I decided to talk on SEX and I got in big trouble. <laughs> and so the fact that he still trusts me is a testament to a miracle working God, which is what I'm going to talk on today. I've learned a lot. I've learned to bite my tongue. <laughs> uh, I'm still learning though. Um, so I know that we've already been kind of discussing some of this. I feel like what God pressed on my heart um, is just to kind of back up. Like Andrew and I are are here to be their right-hand people. We want to help them wherever we, we feel we can. And um, I just want to back him up. I want you to know Andrew and I where our faith is at um, but I want to challenge you um, just from a different perspective it's funny how many times when I sat down uh, to write this I kept thinking of things I've heard him say in the last two years and that's why I'm able to come up here um, because his faith is what is challenging me to challenge your faith um, so do you believe and I need, I need response because I talked to youth for seven years. And they'd be like, I don't get this. Stop. <laughs> they would talk to us. They would have conversation. Does anybody love teenagers? Because guess what? They are so real. I have teenagers that will just be like, girlfriend, I am struggling. We don't do that anymore. <laughs> we forget how to be like children. So be like children today with me. And if you need me to stop, tell me to stop. If you hear me, tell me you hear me. If you needed that, tell me you needed that. Can you do that for me? Okay. So do you believe that our God is a miracle working God? Do you? Okay. Raise your hand if you've seen or witnessed a miracle from God in your life or someone else's? I see some people going, I don't know. I'm not sure. Do you see how many hands are raised? Did you see that? How many people have seen or witnessed? That's how we know, right? We know God's real because we've, we've seen it. Today, I want to dig into why our faith has to do with miracles and what we see. So um, before we jump in, I'm going to say a quick prayer. Father God, we just come to you, Lord. We thank you uh, for this church. We thank you that you, God, love us right where we're at. Father, that because you died on the cross, we can have a faith that stands and that's bold and that's brave, God, because you, God, are worth it all. Father, Come now, Father. Here is my heart, Lord. Speak what is true to all of us today, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, so we're going to jump. You guys can pull these up if you want, but you don't have to because I have them all. And I'm just going to touch base on these stories quickly. Um, and Mark 10, okay, we're going to go over two quick stories. Mark 10, 17. As Jesus was starting out on his way to Jerusalem, a man came running up to him, knelt down, and asked, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Why do you call me good, Jesus asked. Only God is truly good. But to answer your question, you know the commandments. You must not murder. You must not commit adultery. You must not steal. You must not testify falsely. You must not cheat anyone. Honor your father and your mother. Teacher, the man replied, I have obeyed all these commandments since I was young. Looking at the man, Jesus felt genuine love from him. 
There's still one thing you haven't done, he told him. Go and sell all your possessions and give the money to the poor, and then you will have treasures in heaven. Then come follow me. The man's face fell, and he went away sad because he had so many possessions. Then here's another story. Same, same chapter, Mark 10, 46. Then they reached Jericho, and as Jesus and his disciples left town, a large crowd followed him. A blind beggar named Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, was sitting beside the road. When Bartimaeus heard that Jesus of Nazareth was nearby, he began to shout, Jesus, son of God, have mercy on me. Be quiet, many people yelled at him, but he only shouted louder, Son of David, have mercy on me. When Jesus heard him, he stopped and said, Tell him to come here. So they called the blind man. Cheer up, they said. Come on, he's calling you. Bartimaeus threw aside his coat. He jumped up and he came right to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you, Jesus asked. My rabbi, the blind man said, I want to see. And Jesus said to him, Go, for your faith has healed you. Instantly the man could see and he followed Jesus down the road. So here we have two very different stories, two very different people. One who had faith in possessions and one who had faith in God. Or how I see it is one who had faith and was healed and one who had fear. I feel like in this story we don't see that that man was afraid. We think, but he just liked money. He was wealthy. But the truth is, he was afraid. In this world we live in, it's pretty fearful right now. The news is riddled with fear. The people who don't know him are riddled with fear. And the people who know him are sometimes riddled with fear. It's hard not to be afraid in the world we live in right now. Adam and Eve, Eve ate from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And what happened? They became afraid. That was the initial response. Our sin is fear. And so you and I are left with a decision every day of fear or faith because of what happened that day. Some will debate and say, have you ever heard this, that fear not is in the Bible 365 times? It's not true. I was sad to find that out. <laughs> it's not true, but it's a pretty story. But fear not is mentioned 100 times, and Jesus and the Bible speak directly to fear far more than 365 times. There is always a message addressing someone who is struggling in their faith to believe rather than fear. <laughs> it's littered with it. Every story is Jesus saying, uh-uh-uh-uh, trust me. So there is a message for your fear more than 365 times a day. Fear does not mean being afraid of spiders, which is what we think of. Fear is not curling up and hiding or being afraid of the dark. Fear is a choice in our every single thought. Every decision, every thought, I've learned to take my thought captive and say, is this fear or faith? Is this fear or faith? And it has helped me filter through, wow, I know where I don't trust God at because that was all fear right there. It's fear or faith. It's black or white. 
hope in Jesus or not. Here are my favorite scriptures of where God is addressing fear. And I'm sure there's some of yours too. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Joshua 1.9. Isaiah 35.4. Tell everyone who is discouraged, be strong. Don't be afraid. God is coming to your rescue. Luke 18.27. Jesus replied, what is impossible with man is possible with God. Matthew 17, 20, because you have so little faith, truly I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to the mountain, move from here to there and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. I could go on forever. But the truth, the summary of all of this, the truth of Mark 10, 17 versus Mark 10:46 is that when we act on our fears we reap things like sadness sadness worry stress anxiety but when we act on our faith we receive blessing obedience equals blessing it's a hard truth so i want to dive into this some more i did like some polling I guess you would say, all last week I'd say, so what's your favorite miracle in the Bible to people I knew? And I was really surprised at the ones people remember. What are some of your favorite miracles in the Bible? Lazarus, okay. Yes, that's mine. That's the first one I think of. Yes. Yes, see, I like this. Anyone else? Yeah. So a lot of the ones people think of first are the 30, 32, however many it is. I am not a Bible genius like my husband. <laughs> um, are the ones where Jesus was there, where he was present, or he performed them himself. So water to wine, the catch of fish, um, raising Lazarus, healing the blind, leprosy, healing the sick, um, calming the sea, Casting out spirits, feeding 5,000 people, and feeding 4,000 people, walking on water. And these are great miracles. But the ones that I think of first, and I didn't realize this until I was studying this, are the ones when Jesus wasn't there. <laughs> and people had to have great faith. Or something really bad happened, and they had to say, but no, God even though he wasn't there. Those are the ones that I thought of. Splitting the Red Sea, David and Goliath, dry bones to life, the wall of Jericho, Peter and Paul with the lame man, Noah. Noah is a miracle. Who builds a boat when there's no rain and it hasn't rained in who knows how long? That's a miracle, right? Abraham gets rid of everything to go with the promise that he's going to be a father, not just to one or two, but to everyone. <laughs> and he doesn't get that promise until he's very old. That's a miracle. Every story in the Bible has a miracle. They're just sometimes not always called the miracle. 
But these are stories of people who had to act on their faith and in return received a miracle. The one story I thought of and I didn't realize that Adam had shared on this, I think last year, maybe two years ago, was Elisha. And it's not one I think of like, oh, that's a miracle. Yes, it's a miracle. Um, The story of Elisha, Adam shared about this, about the ditches. Do you guys remember this? Is it ringing any bells? About digging ditches. I hope that's not my baby. (laughs) Because I can't focus if it's my baby. Um, In Elisha, um, 2 Kings, right? They are finding themselves up against an enemy who they should be able to beat. There's three armies all coming together. And all of a sudden, they realize they have no water. They truck around for seven days, and they still can't find water. But they have all the resources as far as people go and should easily be able to beat the enemy they have ahead. But there's no water, and it hasn't rained, and who knows how long. And so the first response is this. What should we do? The king of Israel cried out. The Lord has brought the three of us here to let the king of Moab defeat us. That's what the king says, right? So does that sound like fear? Like, yeah, he brought all of you together just like that, the strongest people, just for you all to die. That's what God does, right? No. And King Joram calls for Elisha, and he says, we need Elisha because he hears from the Lord. And there's no way that the Lord brought us here for that. We need someone who can tell us what God's saying. Go, King Joram. And Elisha says, bring me a harpist. Okay. We're going to play the harp. That's the solution. But they knew, and Elisha knew, that they needed God to intervene. And when a harpist played, that meant the word of God, the prophetic word was going to come, and they were going to know. So in this moment where one king's going, we're all going to die. They brought us here to die. Elijah says, bring me a harpist. Let's talk to Jesus. Let's see what he has to say. Right? Crazy. Let me tell you this before I move on. God sometimes asks us to do things that absolutely make no sense. And that's one thing I've learned in my walk, that sometimes I just look like a complete buffoon to people (laughs) because it makes no mathematical sense, no logical sense, no sense in God's economy. (laughs) I've done a lot of things in my life, like get married when I was like 19 or 20, you know, or move to Pennsylvania with no family or trust God when I have no money in my bank. I've had to do a lot, but I've seen God come through. Sometimes God asks us to do things that absolutely make no sense. And so when they play the harp and they all hear from God, Elijah says to dig a ditch. (laughs) It makes me laugh because God is so funny. He's like, come on, guys, are you going to listen to me? Are you going to do what I'm asking you to do? Dig a ditch. Do you know what those ditches are, though? Those people who dug ditches are like you and I. They said, I'm going to believe. I'm going to dig a ditch. Right here. Okay, I'm going to believe. I'm going to dig a ditch here. Right? The funny thing I was thinking today, it's funny that I'm speaking on faith because a lot of people in my life 
um, it will bother me that I hear, like, you're, you're so bold. Like, I wish I could be, like, inspiring, like, you and bold and, like, trust God. But when I think about it, I'm like, you know, the reason my faith is strong is because I've had a hard life. And I've had to choose in my situations to trust God. And because he showed up then, I can trust him here. But people see my highlight reel. They see my Facebook. They see my Instagram. And they see my faith. But they don't know the ditches I dug and the pain to believe God then. They don't understand why I can trust him now. And I wish, I wish that we could just share our faith and you believed like I believe. But I could never do that. Because sometimes those hard situations, when you dig those ditches and you say, you know what, God, this really stinks and it makes no sense, but I'm going to trust you. But when he shows up there, you have a really hard time not believing him for your future or in your situation you're in. And I can tell you that every time I dig a ditch in my life and I say, God, I'm going to believe you, it gets easier to dig a ditch the next time. So if you struggle right now to dig a ditch, Dig it in hopes that the next one's a little bit easier to build. Because I promise you, it gets easier. I'm going to read to you just the end where it says, This is what the Lord says. This dry valley will be filled with pools of water. You will see neither wind nor rain, says the Lord. No sign of rain coming. But this valley will be filled with water. You will have plenty for yourselves and your cattle and all the other animals. But this is only a simple thing for the Lord. This is easy for the Lord. For he will make you victorious over the army of Moab. You will conquer the best of their towns, even the fortified ones. You will cut down all their good trees, stop up all their springs, and ruin all their good land with stones. The next day, at about the time when the morning sacrifices offer, water suddenly appeared. No sense, no sign, water. When I go back in my life, <clears throat> I have so many miracles, and it makes me sad. I, I forget them. <laughs> my wedding day, I saw so many miracles happen. It was hard, let me tell you. I had lots of family drama, and it was one of the hard, hard, hard times and joyful times at the same time. But I remember going to bed the night before our wedding thinking there's no way I can pay everyone not a shot. <laughs> I am short. My husband and I paid for it all ourselves in our young 20s, and I knew we were going to be at least $800 short, which was how much our food bill was. And I remember going to bed that night, and Kathy Lanning from uh, Trinity, who was blessed me in a thousand ways, um, prayed with me. She said, let's drink some hot tea. Let's decompress. We're going to pray, and we're going to go to bed. I'm like, I am not going to bed. <laughs> How can I sleep? Um, and I woke up that morning, and I drove to the bank. And I got my money out, and I remember coming back and sitting at the table, counting on my money, and I could not figure out why I had, like, $1,000 more than I was supposed to. And I looked at Kathy, and I'm like, you didn't do this. She's like, I do not have that kind of money. <laughs> like, it is not me. And I'm like, I don't get it. And I, we just sat there and we were weeping because I could not figure out how I got this money. And still to this day, I think like, there was a door unlocked. Nobody knew. Nobody knew I was short because I didn't know I was short until that night when I got home. And it just happened. And I was able to tip every vendor at our wedding. 
The crazy thing, though, was that, I don't know if you remember this, so we fed everyone at our wedding, 180 people, and they accidentally duplicated our food order. Duplicated it. So we sent all of our leftover food to the homeless shelter and fed 300 people. So we fed almost 500 people off of an $800 food budget. (laughs) It cracks me up, right? It's amazing. One of my bigger miracles, though, are my babies. I was told very young, 12, 13, that there was a good shot I wouldn't have kids. Didn't think I was going to work. And so I believed from a very, very young age I was not worthy of being a mother. But I didn't know that until I started. Like, till I got married, I was like, I don't think this is going to work. <laughs> I don't think I'm ever going to be a mom. And I never knew I thought like that. And then a couple years after we were married, I was like, you know, I think I just want to find out more. I just want to know. So three and a half years later, I'm going to fast, which is just a fancy word for saying, I'm going to just really focus and listen on God during this time. I'm going to put whatever I need to aside so that I can just hear him real clear right now. We got pregnant. But we never lost hope. Three and a half years. I believed somewhere in the back of my head that I would never be a mom, but then I had small, really small faith. Somewhere I knew God would show up. And then the second time, trying again, and I'm still told, this time you're not working either. Three and a half years later, another baby comes in like the worst time ever <laughs> to like moving above a pizza shop and I find out I'm pregnant. Okay, God, this makes no sense, but God, you know, and I have to trust him that I'm in a 900 square foot apartment in a very unsafe place with the least amount of resources I've ever had in my life, but you think it's a good time to make a baby. Okay. They are my miracles. They restored what the enemy took from me when I was a little girl recently, and this is a story that just blows my mind, recently um, Andrew and I knew we had to move. It was very clear that God showed us, like, your proximity has to change. Okay, we have no money. We can't do this. It's not, not possible. We'll live in a van by the river. That sounds good, but we don't have a van either. We don't have a car because we sold one, and then the other one breaks down. Okay, God, what do you want from us? And God said, trust me here, and I'll take care of you there. Trust me here, and I'll take care of you there. That is a hard one because it's backwards (laughs) of what we're told to do today. And I'll tell you, long story short, we move. We find a house. God gives us a house. And the week we move in, we get the largest amount of money we've ever seen in our life in cash given to us. (laughs) It just baffles me. And on the same day, someone gave us a van. Miracles happen, people, because I took my two children moving out into a house. I had no idea how I'd pay rent, (laughs) none, or bills, or the bills I already had. And God took care of that and then some, because we knew because he took care of us then, he'd take care of us here. Audacious faith requires us to do things that don't make sense. This is one thing that that, uh, challenges me. If your dreams and your vision for your life 
are not intimidating to you, it's more than likely insulting to God. Because the truth is, Jesus died on the cross so that you and I could dream and have vision for our life. Right? And if it's not scary to you, then it's probably insulting to him because that water was easy for him. Right? That rain that those people waited on was easy. And they trucked around for seven days, tired, thinking they're all going to die. But it was easy for God. What you're waiting on is easy for God. If your dreams and vision for your life aren't intimidating or scary, they're more than likely insulting to God. Fear or faith? You always believe in one. Always. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Church, can we be that? Can we be that community? Can we be that breath of fresh air? I am not an overly positive person. (laughs) I am not. I have struggled with criticism and being constructive criticism my whole life. But in this season of my life, I have no choice. When he texted me about the space, I laugh because I texted back like, yay! And he thought he screwed up, like said something wrong. I'm like, oh, I should have been more clear. I'm sorry. It's exciting that we lost our space because I know God's going to come through. Right? That was my reaction. Yay! (laughs) Because no bad news to me anymore scares me. (laughs) Because I know it gives God a chance to come through. Um, On Thursday, my sister and I were excited to spend some time together. Black Friday shop, but not because we wanted a good deal, but spend time together and laugh and have a good time. I get robbed. Someone takes my wallet right from under me and steals all my Christmas money that we worked so hard to save. I don't share that because it's a sad story. I've had so many people come up like, I'm so sorry for you. I'm like, I'm not. Do you want to know what God's done? Right? I woke up that next morning and I felt like God was like, are you done being sad? Don't you know by now? No, I don't know. (laughs) I just reveled in all my sadness last night thinking that you were not going to come through and my kids were not going to have Christmas. I'm really sorry. Right? And he said to me, do you know what really breaks my heart? Is that you give me everything, but that person, I'm still waiting on them. And I prayed for them that morning. And I told my daughter when she woke up about it. And her response was, Mom, here's my piggy bank. Let's empty it out because they must really need it. Come on. (laughs) I'm like, nope, that's not how it works. Yes, that's how it works. (laughs) Because that's God's heart. We're fine. I see God. I see his miracles. I have faith. I can hand my problems over perspective change fear or faith right so can we be that church that when something bad happens we can choose to believe can we live this like david david wasn't amazing he had an amazing god that he believed in moses noah we can't put the glory on the people in these stories we have to put the glory on jesus Those people just believed. And you and I, that's all we have to do. My daughter wore a shirt yesterday. It says believe. She just kept saying, I just want people to believe in Christmas. Believe in Jesus. I'm going to wear my believe shirt. 
But that's what it's about. Can we dig ditches today? Not just for the church. This is a timely message for for the moment we're in. We cannot be negative right now (laughs) as a church, as a body. We have to trust not only him, but trust that God will fill our ditches. Because he's opening doors, and we can't say no to them because we're scared of what the world sees, of that dark, dingy building that needs a lot of work, that we have no idea how it's all going to get together. It's stupid, right? I mean, we know it. We're like, we can't do this. (laughs) We can't, but God can, because nothing is impossible. Are we going to be that people? He can't come through if we don't give it to him. If we don't dig the ditches, the water's not going to stay. But that applies to your life, too. I pray that this place, that we dig ditches so that you know whatever you're going through, that when you dig a ditch, God will fill them. Can we trust him to split our Red Sea? Can we trust him that he'll take down Goliath? I have three challenges. And if this is any of you, you don't have to raise your hand. I don't, I, I don't need acknowledgement, but I want you to tell God, because that's what really matters. I'm afraid, and I need to replace my worry and fear with faith. I want to give my life over to God, because I know he can do immeasurably more than I can do. The God that says, where I am weak, he will be strong. And third, I commit to digging ditches today, not just with the family church, but with my life as well. You can look at resources like the rich man and have it all together. But if you have faith, you have nothing. If you do not have faith, you don't have nothing. Yeah. I'm afraid and I want to replace my worry and fear with faith. I want to give my life over to the God who can do immeasurably more. The God that knows where I am weak, he is strong. And the third, I commit to digging ditches with the family church. And in my life, I choose to believe. I pray that the stories I share, that my babies, when you see them, if you don't have moments in your life where you can say, I know God came through there, that you look at mine. Borrow mine. Because when you dig a ditch today, it'll get easier next time. Let's close our eyes and pray. We'll have the worship team come back up. Father God, we just thank you, Lord. We thank you, God, that you don't leave us where we're at, Father, but that your heart is to love on us and to take us with you wherever you go. Father, we trust you. When it doesn't make sense, we trust you. Father, when it doesn't look finished yet, we trust you. Father, when it doesn't make sense, when everyone around us is telling us something different, we still trust you, God. Because, God, you can do it. It's easy for you. And we just have to believe, God. Replace our fear, God. Replace our worry with faith. Help us not be cowards like you said, God. You're cowards for thinking that wave is going to take you out. I will lay here and sleep because this is easy for me. Trust me. Father God, nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible. 
May this be a place where your miracles dwell. May this be a body that says you are a miracle-working God. May this be a body that whispers hope. Father God, we trust you in this place, and we can't wait for you to show up. That building looks gross, but we trust you. (laughs) That building looks hard, God, but we can't wait for your story. God, this place here looks messy. We don't have room for our kids, God, but we trust you. Father, I pray for Adam and Danielle, God, that their faith would be renewed in you, Father. That miracles would happen so that you, God, can get the glory. Because they will share it. They will tell it. And we will join them and tell it, too. Come, God. Let your water come, because we are going to dig some ditches. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.